Welcome to Flyover Conservative Podcast with David and Stacey Whited, where we break down current events and examine culture through the lens of conservative Christian values. I am excited for today's guest. Me too. Um, you know, in, in the course of events, some people just really stand out. Yep. You know, in, in the world, you got wallflowers and kind of people kind of just, I don't know. What they call them NPCs, yeah. you know, uh, you know, and then you got some that show up, and when they show up in a scene, it's like it's like a sumo wrestler jumping into a kiddie pool, exactly, and changes the total environment um, around there. She's an investigative journalist, an activist. Um, she's worked for Project Veritas, independent journalist. She's run for office. She's been on both sides of the the political uh, situation, both sides of the camera. Um, mm-hmm. Turned over some amazing things from Hillary Clinton campaign, Islamic terrorism, um, cover up of the Vegas shooting. There's a lot of things that we can get into. But every once in a while, somebody comes up with with a, you know, like O.J. Simpson almost became getting OJ'd. And yes. it's like, oh, we know what that means. Or there's different things that kind of come along. Well, today's guest, Laura Loomer, has the term being loomered. And we're going to find yeah. out what that's about because it's, it's, a, it's a battle that has not even hardly yet begun. Today's guest, Laura Loomer. Yay! Welcome. Welcome. Thanks so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here with you. Uh, well, it's truly an honor. I would just yes. I just want to say thank you for everything that you have done uh, to get out the truth. You do not bow. And when you do get knocked uh, down, you come up swinging. Truly, you are the embodiment of the American spirit. And we are so thankful for everything well, that yeah, you've done. Courage. And our, our motto yeah. here is wake up, speak up, and show up. And holy cow, bro, that's like, <laughs> that's your that's your like life motto. It should be you probably should have tattooed someplace. That's what that's what you do. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, we uh, we're in a war right now, and I've recognized that uh, for a very long time. Uh, I'm young; I'm only 29 years old. But uh, for the last 12 years of my life, really, I've just uh, you know dedicated myself to fighting for conservative values and fighting for America First principles, whether it be through my activism or my investigative journalism as an independent journalist, or my work with Project Veritas or my two congressional runs as an America first candidate. But, uh, you know, this is, this is, uh, this is a war, uh, between good and evil. It's spiritual warfare and, yes. uh, mm-hmm. you know, the war, it's a war between patriots and communists. And, uh, we all, we all have to show up. We all have to show up. Okay. I have to ask, how does somebody that's 29 years old yeah. accomplish everything that you've accomplished, but even, uh, have an understanding of how significant it is right now in this time. I mean, with everything that's going on with our education system, there's so many college students right now that are hoping our country would be socialist. How did you make it through and miss all of these landmines that right now are facing people your age? Yeah. Well, I was actually, uh, the president of the college Republicans at my university, uh, when I was in, uh, college, I went to, first I did a semester at Mount Holyoke. So as I wrote about in my book, uh, I did a semester at a women's college in Massachusetts. Uh, and I thought, oh, okay, well, you know, going to boarding school on a ranch in Arizona that I had to go to, you know, a prestigious college. And so I, I went to Mount Holyoke, which was considered Harvard for women when I guess Harvard was all men. And I quickly learned that it wasn't for me. It was not a place for outspoken conservative like myself. And I was miserable, even though I you know, excelled academically. I transferred out after one semester and I just decided to go to Barry University, which is in Miami. And, uh, you know, it was a safety school because I just was just I was just kind of sick of paying all this money in my first semester for nothing but left-wing indoctrination and isolation. Mm-hmm. So I said, let me go to 
Florida and uh, try to expand my political connections and find a school that has a Republican club. And that's what I did. And uh, I you know, built up the Republican club on campus and uh, did some work with the Republican Party of Florida. And then, you know, I, I've quickly found that it didn't matter where I was, all college campuses, whether you're in a state like Florida or a state like Massachusetts, they're all hostile. Uh, towards mm -hmm. right-wingers. Yeah. And ultimately, yep. I was expelled from college a month before graduation, even though I was set to be valedictorian, because I did an expose on my university with Project Veritas. <laughs> Whoa. Let, 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 <laughs> yeah, you do not back down. <laughs> yeah. Let, let, talk about that for a moment, because um, I think it's become common knowledge over the last two, three, four years, even like with COVID with their, their children, people, you know, parents having their children at home, they're starting to hear some of the curriculum, even like, you know, sixth, seventh graders, you know, these kind of things. And they're aware, like, wow, school, school right. for my child is probably not what school was for me. Um, at the college level, you were probably seeing behind the scenes a little bit, what has become kind of common knowledge now where you see a Mount Walsh or somebody get you know, shouted down, you know, at universities, right. these kind of things. Were, were you seeing the beginnings of that then when you were first attending? Yeah. So I was in college in 2011 and then I finished in 2015. So mm -hmm. I, I saw firsthand kind of the, the beginning, right, of all of this woke college craziness. I mean, it's it's existed for probably 60 years, right? This, uh, right. this communist indoctrination that's made its way into these educational institutions, but it's like a Trojan horse, right? It's been yep. slowly creeping and now it's everywhere, right? So you mm -hmm. just, you can't deny it anymore. But the difference is now that the students, this, the students though, you know, the, the universities probably had that ideal, but there were still like right. rebellious students, mm -hmm. you know, you know, kind of like, oh, I'm going to stick it to the man and free speech. And they kind of pushed the envelope. But you saw that transition to where the students became like the enforcers of the woke agenda, where yeah, it's funny why someone like yourself, was, a conservative, is like the, the, the wild yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I wasn't doing anything wrong. I had a 4.0 GPA. Like I said, I was a star student and I excelled academically. But you would think that I was some kind of problem child from the way that I was treated by campus administrators and faculty members who acted like, <laughs> you know, that I was the worst thing ever simply because yeah. I was outspoken and I resisted this left wing indoctrination. And I ultimately ended up doing an expose on my university to show the hypocrisy, to show that <laughs> these administrators are hostile towards a college Republican club, but they were literally willing to allow me to create an ISIS club. And of course, it was mm -hmm. parody, but it was serious in the sense that, you know, they didn't think that I was uh, joking. They were really going to allow me to have an ISIS club. And when the video wow. came out... When the video came out, we actually replicated it at several different universities across the country. And... Uh, instead of firing the administrators who sanctioned the ISIS club, the administration expelled me and banned me from uh, coming back to campus. They banned me from my own graduation and they ended up giving Man. the administrators uh, promotion. Man, okay. So how, how have your parents responded to all of this as well? I mean, what was your upbringing like? Well, like I said, I went to boarding school from the time I was 12 till 18. So I spent uh, a lot of time out of the house. And uh, at first, my parents, I think they were a bit off, you know, put off by it. <laughs> they thought that it was going to ruin my chances of having a like a normal future. And I don't know, I guess looking back now and the way I've been banned and kind of unpersoned and, you know, silenced yeah. by all these different social media sites, 
Uh, they weren't wrong about that. Uh, but I was able to make a career out of my independent journalism and my activism. I'm sure that my career would have been much more successful uh, had it not been for all of the censorship, but we're not really living in an equal playing field as much right. as the left likes to talk about, you know, affirmative action and equality. Uh, if you're a conservative or especially a conservative woman, forget about it because you're not going to have uh, equal opportunity to really thrive as we've seen in this era of censorship. But my parents are conservative. I wouldn't say they're as political as I am, but could be worse, right? I could have, I could have rapid sure. Democrats experience and I don't. So sure. Have you ever heard in your life anyone just say like, Laura, just, just tone it down a little Laura. just, you know, just <laughs> kind of, you know, just, you know, just turn your head. I know you don't have to make such a big fuss of these. Yes, if, all the you ever time, get that message? Actually, all the time. And it's funny you mentioned that because my parents actually used to say that to me like, Oh, just tone it down. And uh, you really have to say things this way. And I've been told to tone it down my entire life, but we, we, we can't, we can't allow mm-hmm. for people to uh, censor us. We can't allow ourselves to self-censor uh, because we're living in really dangerous times and they're trying mm-hmm. to shut down all powerful voices. I see this morning that uh, Tucker Carlson has uh, been let go from Fox News. And of course, uh, there's kind of limited uh, information around what happened there. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised to find out that he was let go as a result of this Dominion settlement that just happened last week, major shakeup at Fox News. And we see that the Fox News board is uh, inherently anti-Trump and they're pro-DeSantis. And so they're already trying to, you know, uh, pick winners and losers going into mm-hmm. 2024. And everywhere we go, uh, people who have independent opinions, people who are speaking truth are being silenced and shut down and told that they cannot have a voice. And mm-hmm. uh, it's why I wrote my book, Loomered, How I Became the Most Banned Woman in the World, because uh, I thought that someday, you know, you never know how long you're going to have on this planet, right? <laughs> I'm mm, young, but, true. you know, you could die tomorrow in a car accident. Mm-hmm. You could die from cancer. You never know how long you have on this planet. And I wanted to be able to tell my story so that somewhere there was going to be documentation of how all of this happened and how we got to this point. Yeah, and, it's true. Um, Can you tell us, like our audience, what all you've been banned from? Well, I am, like I said, the most banned woman in the world. I had been banned uh, really for about six years now <laughs> across various platforms. I only just got my Twitter account back thanks to Elon Musk uh, in December but prior to that, I've been banned on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, PayPal, Venmo, GoFundMe, Uber, Uber Eats, Lyft, uh, Teespring, <laughs> Medium, Periscope, uh, Chase Bank even shut me down uh, from my online banking. I've been banned on Cash App. And really, I've been banned from so many different places. Uh, Clubhouse, uh, we'd be here all day wow. if I were to wow. like break down all the various payment processors and sites and, you know. It would be interesting. Yeah. Interesting to, is That's to parallel crazy. that to the people that are not, the mm-hmm. people that they're okay with. It'd be interesting to have that that list side by side. You know, you've seen right. that where you know the Ayatollah can be on Twitter, but Trump couldn't. You know, these these weird windows. How has this been for you having that kind of suppression from all of these companies, and then seeing the Twitter files unrolled? And you're like, I told you, you know, right. like no, this has difficult. been going on. 
Yeah, it's been really hard because uh, when I ran for Congress in 2020 and 2022, I was the only candidate in the nation and really the first in U.S. history that was completely banned on all social media. So even mm -hmm. as an individual and as a candidate, I was not allowed to have any access to social media, uh, which, of course, made it very difficult to campaign in this modern era of, uh, of communicating online and on social media. Yeah. And when you're looking for information about candidates, people go online to look you up. And my Wikipedia page, it reads like a serial killer. I mean, if yeah. you want to read my Wikipedia page, they call me a Nazi. They call me a white supremacist. They call me everything in the book. And it's just simply not true. And so it's been very hard. It's been very isolating. Um, you know, people my age gen generally communicate on social media. Mm -hmm. And so it's been, like I said, very isolating in terms of being able to communicate with my peers and uh, really just uh, debilitating to have a career in journalism because that's my that's my background. I went to college. Mm -hmm. I got a degree, like I said, in broadcast journalism. I'm a published author. I'm qualified. I worked for Project Veritas. I was valedictorian. Um, you know, like prior to being banned and not able to attend my graduation, I was set <laughs> right to be valedictorian. The day that I was uh, expelled from campus was actually the day that I was supposed to be attending an academic ceremony where I was going to be presented by an academic honor from the president of the wow. university. So the reality is, is that, is that, um, you know, there's an enormous amount of censorship that that's taking place. And, uh, when you are a journalist in this modern, modern, modern era, it's impossible. Like, how mm -hmm. would you have a successful podcast or have a successful media enterprise uh, if you were not able to communicate on social media? So I'm trying to, yeah. you know, rebuild and it's been difficult. It's been really hard. It is hard. I mean, we've just experienced just a little bit with our loss of YouTube and our sixth YouTube channel. But I mean, that was only one and that hurt. I mean, you know, that was like, are you kidding me? All of the work that we've done. You have to, you just have to outwork all the communists because yeah. now like, like we upload to 60 platforms and we're like, we're going to play like whack-a-mole and we're just going to keep going everywhere. So like, you know, Facebook, you know, you're, we might as well not exist, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, a lot of these Shadow places, and all that. um, Instagram, mm -hmm. I mean, we, we lose TikTok videos like crazy, you know, and, and, and we're not even out there bombastic. We just have on, you know, doctors that said, hey, there's ways you can survive COVID. Just don't go to the hospital and do this. Mm -hmm. You know, and they had like 10,000 patients and zero deaths, you know, but if you share their information, you're gone. And so it's, but truth always ages well. Yes. And that's how it, it is for you. And while this has been a really rough season, um, you're right. being vindicated on a daily basis. Yeah. I'm being vindicated. And, you know, I filed several lawsuits against these companies in the past. Like, really, since 2018, I've been filing lawsuits against these big tech social mm -hmm. media companies. I filed a case against Google, Facebook, Twitter, and Apple in 2018, an antitrust lawsuit that went all the way to the Supreme Court in 2021. And I currently have a RICO lawsuit against Twitter and Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg and Jack Dorsey. So uh, it's been really difficult because while I've been vindicated, there's been this reluctance, even by the conservative movement, to really get on board. So mm -hmm. uh, even though I've been right and they realize I'm right, I'm still not welcomed on to the shows, right? I'm definitely banned from Fox News and, you know, I'm on the Fox News blacklist and have been for years. And uh, this is a, a warning. It's it's it's. It's a book, but it's a it's also a manifesto in a sense, a warning mm -hmm. of what's to come if we don't address this. And it's why I ran for Congress. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's why I worked so hard to get into office so that I could be a voice for people who have been silenced because I saw the writing on the wall. 
Uh, there's a video at the top of my Twitter uh, at Laura Loomer that you can see of me confronting Jack Dorsey during a congressional hearing in 2018, where I warned people. And I said, I said, you know, there's a they're going to steal the election. They're silencing and shadow banning conservatives in an mm -hmm. effort to steal our election. And the Republicans had me escorted out of this hearing by police and told me to be quiet. And look what happened. Right. Mm -hmm. You can see that was 2018. And everything I said was true. Everything I said turned out to have like turned out to be a reality. And uh, we're watching it happen ahead of 2024. The Democrats just announced yesterday that uh, they're not going to have debates going into 2024. So, uh, you know, I'm not a Democrat. I'm a, I'm a Republican, even though really I'm disgusted with the party. Yeah. I'm an American mm -hmm. first conservative. Uh, but you're supposed to have debates and he's going to have primaries, Joe Biden. Uh, Robert Kennedy is going to be uh, primarying him and he should be able to debate Joe Biden along mm -hmm. with anybody else who files. And so, we see this effort, right, by both political parties, really, to uh, silence all opposition, silence all dissent, uh, to try to control mm -hmm. our country and our government. Mm -hmm. And I think 2024 is really our last chance. It's kind of like an end time situation. I really feel like our world is ending. <laughs> and yeah, I, I agree. You do a lot of, of writing. You have an incredible Substack, lauralumer.substack.com. Uh, for those of you just listening on, we'll also have the links below. If you're on radio or a cable network or something, you can just, just remember lauralumer.substack.com. That's a, a channel to be able to hear mm -hmm. directly from her, regardless of who's kinking the hose in between. And you, a great way of supporting her as well. You talk a lot about the pride that conservatives have taken to be in the silent majority. Yeah, I mean, it's, that's so true. There has been the last you know few years are like, yes, we're part of the silent majority. No, Yay. we yes. cannot do that. You know, when, when you are taking right. conservatives and you're not allowing them to use their voice or they're not using their voice, that's why we are where we are today, where good is called evil and evil is called good. And we have to use our voice. We have to speak up. We have to show up. It's critical that we do that. And that would be my question to you. You know, for people that are listening today, part of the Flyover family, what is your recommendation? What are ways that they could speak up and show up in their yeah. own family, in their own community? Because if they did a little a bit, you wouldn't have to do so much. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, look, I think that it's kind of an ironic, but also detrimental term, right? The silent majority. Why do we have to be silent? Yeah. Why is it that, why, why can't we be the majority and also be loud? And that's what's happening is the left, right? They're trying to make it seem like less than half a percentage of our society is the majority. I'm talking about the transgender movement, of course, mm -hmm. right now. And it's so in our face everywhere we go. I mean, yep. everywhere you go, it's being shoved down your throat, right? So uh, I think that it's time for conservatives to stop being silent. You need to speak up. Uh, you can't be afraid to use your voice. You can't be afraid to get political. I also think that religious read religious uh, leaders have an obligation to start mm -hmm. speaking up uh, because I know that they all use the excuse of, oh, well, we're, uh, you know, a tax exempt organization and we can't get political. Well, <laughs> it's time to get political. Okay. Yep. Right. We are losing our country and we are being subjugated and having our rights stripped from us every single day. And we are turning into a communist society. Mm -hmm. And of course, what's the first thing that they try to do in a communist society is they try to break people spiritually and they try to remove all God from society, yeah. uh, regardless of what your faith may be. Yep. Because in a communist society, there is no there's no God. There's mm -hmm. no God. It's just complete totalitarian leftist control. And 
So I don't think a lot of people realize how severe it is, right? People take Mm -hmm. it for granted because we live in America where people are, you know, told and brainwashed that we live in a free country, but we're really not living in a free country anymore. Every single day, our rights are being taken from us. And when people hear about, oh, well, we're never going to be a communist country, we'll never say never, never say never because things could change overnight. Things can change overnight. Venezuela never used to be a communist Mm -hmm. country. And then people woke up one morning, okay, and there was no money in the banks. Mm -hmm. And they were eating, they were eating animals out of the zoo and eating garbage uh, because their country fell. So as quickly as a country like Venezuela fell, we can also fall in our country. Mm -hmm. And uh, the, the first step to doing that is information control. And that's why we're in an information war right now. And that is why there's so much censorship, because if you control the flow of information, you control the elections, you control, uh, you know, who's elected to office, you control everything in our country. And uh, they figured that out. And I don't Mm -hmm. think Republicans are really doing much to address it, because in my opinion, personally, I think the Republicans and Democrats are one and the same. I don't really think there's any you know, much of a difference between the Republican Party and the Democrat Party. Yep. Yeah, and I agree. It's a big uniparty. They're they're mm-hmm. they're trying to control the system, and I've learned that firsthand. Running against a Democrat in 2020, and then primarying a Rhino in 2022. Man, you know, it's it's a little bit like divorce attorneys. You know, they kind of put on this this. You know, they got a couple get divorced, and they each have an attorney, and it looks like they're kind of fighting, and the attorneys are adversarial. But ultimately, they're just milking the people for as much money as they can get working the system. Then the two attorneys go to the same country club and have drinks afterwards, mm-hmm. right. you know, and, and it's it's that it's the conflict. It's the divorce that allows them to even be in business. Mm-hmm. And that's how I feel about kind of both political parties for the most part. Who are some good guys in that you say, oh, that's eh, that's that's somebody doing doing the work, doing, you know. Mm-hmm. I would just say Donald Trump. I really honestly don't have a lot of faith in our members of Congress right now. Donald Trump. I mean, Donald Trump right now, he's the only one Mm -hmm. I have faith in. And I know that sounds terrible to say, but I really honestly just don't have faith in most of our Republican representatives. And running for office, I've got to see these people up close and personal. I've got to see how two-faced a lot of these people are and you know how phony they are and how they say one thing on TV or one thing when the cameras are rolling and when push comes to shove, they're really no different than a lot of these rhinos or even the Democrats. So I, I really can't say that there are any representatives in office that I admire. He does sort of mirror. Extreme, he's he's not really a politician. But he kind of mirrors your style, though, because yeah. what, what, what I see with you over and over is, and again, it's, it's, it's shocking that you're to the age of our kids because it's like I know. you've been, you've, you've, you've sort of been making a stir for such a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, like you have like, I don't know, like 80 years of experience in the last eight years, yeah. you know, of what you've actually done. So it's like fascinating. It. <laughs> yeah. But you hold a mirror up like to, it. to the, the, the left, to idiot, idiotic policies, mm-hmm. to craziness and let it expose itself. And that's really back to Veritas all the way through with hanging out in Nancy Pelosi's sanctuary yard. Front yard. Uh, which is a hilarious video. People <laughs> can so can go check you that out. You can find that on her Rumble or on YouTube. It's called Loomer Unleashed. That was absolutely hilarious. I think that was like seven months ago. Because it, it's it, so it's funny. almost like what we consider like Babylon B parody, you know, because it takes that to, to show the craziness of what's actually happening. Right. Um, except for when you actually show that craziness of somebody who says we shouldn't have walls, but has a wall, mm-hmm. you know, um, just that, those kind of things, they take it very seriously. They don't like that exposure that you create. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, that's why they banned me everywhere, right? Because, you know, for people who don't know about me or, you know, what I was doing prior to getting banned, you know, I had a very, I had my own successful media company. And when I left Project Veritas, I decided that I was going to be more overt instead of covert. And Mm -hmm. I would show up to uh, events with my cell phone and I just had a selfie stick and really just this camera, right? On my cell phone. And what I would do is I would show up to something like a Hillary Clinton book signing or a James Comey book signing or, you know, a Bill Clinton or Chelsea Clinton book signing. Mm -hmm. And I would put my camera in their face and ask them questions that everybody wanted answers to, but the media didn't want to Mm -hmm. ask. And at the time, Twitter had something called Periscope. And so I would live stream this. There was no editing whatsoever. It was just live streamed, you know, for the public to see for themselves. And, um, it went viral. These videos were making a huge impact and they had never encountered a right winger that would use the leftist tactics of getting Mm -hmm. in their faces or showing up to their events to disrupt them. But in a peaceful manner, of course, I'm not like, you know, disrupting with violence. I'm asking pointed questions that anybody should be able to ask. And as a result, they shut me down everywhere. And Mm -hmm. I would say that I was really the first to expose Ilhan Omar, the Muslim representative from Minnesota for marrying her brother and for being tied to terrorist organizations. And really that was the final straw for them. And that's why they call me anti-Muslim. And they say that, you know, I'm an Islamophobe and a bigot because I was warning people about what happens when you have Sharia and the infiltration of Islamic radicals into our government when their uh, political ideology is completely, you know, incompatible with Mm -hmm. Western civilization and the values within the United States constitution. Mm-hmm. Man, that's so true. All right, let's shift into some rapid fire questions here real quick. So I want to get your take on, on several things. Uh, today, uh, you mentioned it earlier with Tucker Carlson, but he and Don Lemon were both let, let go within minutes of each yeah. other from their networks. We've seen Chris Cuomo, uh, you know, many within CNN, you know, kind of fall, but, but Don Lemon, Tucker Carlson, both. Question, which would be more likely possible if they were to, to switch companies? Do you think, do you think Tucker would be better received and better, or do you think Don Lemon could more easily blend in at Fox News? I think that Don Lemon could probably blend in better at Fox News, given the fact that Fox Mm -hmm. News has become totally left leaning. And mind you, Tucker Carlson used to work for CNN, right? He's very open about how back in the day when CNN, before they went completely crazy, you know, prior to President Trump becoming president, (laughs) CNN really wasn't that Mm -hmm. bad prior to Donald Trump. I mean, people could turn on CNN and Fox and, you know, you'd get the news. But when Donald Trump became president, that's when CNN decided to go completely Mm -hmm. whack propaganda. It never used to be this crazy, right? And so uh, Don Lemon, of course, uh, his rhetoric, his anti-Trump leftist uh, rhetoric blends in more of what we're seeing from the Murdoch-owned Fox News empire, where people like Paul Ryan are on the board. And I wouldn't be surprised if uh, this was some kind of coordinated firing. It's interesting that Mm -hmm. they were both let go today because we see that there's this ideological crossover, right, between Mm -hmm. the different networks. And you have to wonder, right, is there some kind of merger that's going to be taking place, right? Because Fox News and CNN, they're practically the same now. I've been saying for years that Fox News is the new CNN, and it seems like 
the host that that CNN is now attracting is more in line with the the type of audience that Fox News is trying to cater to. So uh, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if this was some kind of coordinated firing or shakeup within cable news this week, uh, especially a week after the Dominion settlement. We know that yeah. Fox mm-hmm. News, from their internal communications, they don't believe, right, that the election was stolen, just like CNN does not believe that the election was stolen. And... Um, you know, it's uh, it's concerning, but I, th- I think this, I think Don would probably read whatever they put on the teleprompter in front so. of him. I think Tucker actually has some some mm-hmm. developed moral compass, right. you know, that he's going to go with. There's no there's no coincidence because you know when you look at the fact that the boards, the board members, and also the owners of Fox News were cited as saying in the discovery leaks that came out, oh, we need to make Donald Trump a non-person, and then Rupert Murdoch has already committed his fortune to helping uh, Ron DeSantis get elected in 2024. We've yep. seen CNN praise Ron DeSantis because they are anti-Trump. The mm-hmm. Democrats are hoping that Ron DeSantis becomes the nominee because they know that he doesn't have charisma and he knows that the MAGA base isn't going to show up and support Ron DeSantis. That's why Mm -hmm. they're all working against Donald Trump right now. And that's what they all have in common with each other. So uh, there's no coincidences. I think it's really interesting that this is all happening as we're heading into the end of the month of April because Governor Ron DeSantis is expected to file uh, in the next two weeks or so, or at least... uh, by the first week of June, uh, because that's when the Florida legislature ends. And of course, he's been trying to change the Florida law, resign to run law so that he can run and keep his job as governor. Yeah, like May 4th or 5th, something like that. Okay, uh, which is more likely, a, a Democratic nomination for Sleepy Joe Biden or Michelle Obama? I think Michelle Obama, I've been talking to my friend Roger Stone about this, who's also been, uh, you know, speaking out over the last year and a half about how it's likely that Michelle Obama could be the Democrat nominee. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting that they are having these scandals with uh, the law, with the uh, with the IRS, uh, with regards to Hunter Biden. And then, of course, these classified document <laughs> documents, yep. uh, leaks that are being found yep. uh, within his residence. It's like they're trying to build a case, right? And now you mm-hmm. see the polls coming out showing that over 70% yeah. of voters across both party lines don't want to see Joe Biden, uh, you know, become mm-hmm. uh, president again. Not that he really is a legitimate president as it is. <laughs> you know, I call him the illegitimate occupier of the yep. White House. Uh, but, um, you know, I think that uh, we're going to see some kind of fabricated scandal or maybe some fabricated health emergency uh, as we as we um, lead in to 2024. Mm-hmm. I know tomorrow, Tuesday, is when uh, Joe Biden is expected to uh, release some pre-recorded video announcement uh, about his decision to run for office again. Kind of incredible that all these other candidates can, you know, make live uh, decision announcements. Mm-hmm. But Joe Biden has to have a scripted pre-recorded announcement because we literally yeah. have an Alzheimer's patient in the yes. White House. Well, that way he'll so remember true. what office he would be announcing mm-hmm. he's running for. Mm-hmm. He's, he, he, what do you say, the Senate, right. you know, in the past oh, before, yeah. you know. It's, it's a mess. It, That's why they have to have an Easter bunny kind of take him around and had multiple, you know, to keep him no, kind of. It's a joke. And then also, too, I don't know if you saw the videos from last week when he was in Ireland. Hunter Biden literally oh. had to babysit him because he can't even speak. The children nope. are asking him questions and he can't even talk properly. Yep. So true. You got a handler everywhere yep. he goes. We could talk to you all day. I got like two dozen more questions. We don't even have time to get yeah. for. Would you be willing to come back on our show again in the future? 
Absolutely. Look, we're going to have so much to talk about and there's going to be so much content going into 2024 and I'm happy to come on whenever you guys come highly recommended from uh, friends of mine who say that you have a wonderful uh, podcast. And Mm -hmm. I think that the work that you're doing is great. Uh, trying to educate people that this is this is not just political, but it's also spiritual and biblical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, regardless of what your 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 faith is, right? Uh, I think everybody uh, in this country right now is feeling the weight of this spiritual warfare, yeah. and it's a struggle. And I think it's important that we have people like yourselves who are providing hope and uh, some kind of spiritual. Uh, guidance for people mm-hmm. who are feeling hopeless right now, because it is very hard to have hope in this country that I would describe as a failed state. I really do believe we're living in a third world country. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. Again, you can go to loomard.com, grab her book there. You can also go to lauralumer.substack.com. Make sure you subscribe there. Yeah, if you ever complained about anything and you're wondering like, hey, why more people aren't speaking up, this would be somebody <laughs> that you could you could uh, get behind yes. and uh, yeah. just do a little something mm-hmm. to kind of keep that phone of hers up and pointed in the right direction and kind of keep the crazy shaking a little bit nervous. They That's see her right. coming. That's exactly right. Yeah. Laura, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by go, you know the you know the thing. We will shut you down. We will cite you, and if we need to, we will arrest you, and we will take you to jail. Period. I wasn't thinking of the Bill of Rights when we did this. But no amendment, no amendment to the Constitution is absolute. God actually spoke to me. He spoke about sacredness. He said to me, Kim, what I place in many, many people is sacred. And if anybody touches what is sacred to me, then it is the end for them. So what I've done in the United States of America is sacred. And there are people on every side that are trying to destroy what I deem sacred. And it's not going to happen. This is the definition of criminal conspiracy, racketeering, and collusion. This is not a theory. This is evidence. has reawakened the American heart. I'm so excited about the Reawakened America event. That's Freedom Train. Freedom! Freedom Train. We got that event coming up here in May. And I we're know, excited. it's going to be at the Trump Doral, and what a perfect location. It is absolutely beautiful. But we're going to have the cast of crew around President Trump. Yeah. You're going to have Peter Navarro. You're going to have Devin Nunes. You're going to have Ari Trump. You're going to have Laura Trump. You're going to have Clay Clark. These people that surround him, that talk to him regularly, are going to be there, and you're going to have an opportunity to meet them. And we're going to have such a great time. It is May Very the exciting 12th time. and the 13th, and it's not too late. You can still get tickets. All you have to do is text 918 851 0102. Text the word flyover and then they'll let you know, hey, this is the next step, but it also gets you a discount when you do that. 
Looks like you've been sleeping well. Megan, he's back. The my pillow guy. And you're looking good. I'm still feeling good. Well, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, we've got the best pillow ever, my pillow 2.0. When I invented my pillow, it had everything you'd ever want in a pillow. Well, now there's new technology that makes it even better. My Pillow 2.0 has my patented fill combined with a cooling fabric with temperature regulating thread. My Pillow 2.0 is truly the next generation of my pillow. The best sleep just got even better. Whether you have a my pillow or not, you need to get the brand new my pillow 2.0. Call or go to mypillow.com now. Use your promo code, and for a limited time, when you buy one, you'll get a second one absolutely free. You're sleeping even better and cooler too. And you're looking good, feeling good. I knew you would. Visit mypillow.com. Do your feet ache and throb in pain with every step you take every day of your life? Well, kiss those days goodbye with slippers from MyPillow.com. How about that flimsy, flat little excuse for a pillow that's nothing but eight hours of disappointment? Causing you pain in your neck every single night. You can wake up with nothing but butterflies and rainbows around your head with a MyPillow pillow. Those hard wood floors hurting your old bones. No more with a MyPillow dog bed. Are your towels worn thin, flimsy, more patchy than Joe Biden's memory? There's nothing better than absorbent towels from MyPillow.com. For all of these products and more, go to MyPillow.com and use promo code FLYOVER for up to 66% off. Are you having a hard time sleeping at night thinking, what am I going to do about my finances? You know, times are really changing. They're changing fast. Let me give you a quick example of how in 1920, if you had a $20 bill and one ounce of gold, you could go into any men's clothing store and buy an entire suit. Wow. The, the jacket, the shirt, the belt, shoes, the whole bit. Today, that $20 bill, what's it going to get you? Not much. Maybe the socks, maybe a <laughs> handkerchief, but the one ounce of gold could still buy you the entire suit at any men's store in America. That's the difference. That's what inflation does to your dollar. It's a deflating dollar caused by inflation. Now, today, that's happening faster than ever. You need somebody that you trust that can help get you out of a fake currency and into something that's going to keep you safe. And we know a guy that has two PhDs by the name of Dr. Dr. Kirk Elliott. We have known him for over 25 years, and he's someone we completely trust. You need somebody that you can get a hold of, somebody that's going to be there for you to get back out of it, and then maybe back into the stock market, maybe back into something else when things settle down. But right now is not that time. You need somebody that you trust and somebody you can call and make those worries go away. That's exactly right. So you can go to flyovergold.com. Dot com, fill out your information for your free consultation, or you can call 720-605-3900. Do it today. You'll be glad you did. For more great content, go to flyoverconservatives.com.